We wanted to take a look at what's happening in some other parts of the world as more restrictions are coming in to certain countries as they continue battling COVID-19. So let's check in with Shane Woodford, who's a freelance journalist based in Denmark, used to work right here at CKNW. Shane, good to chat with you again. Good to talk to you too, Jill. Uh, what is happening there? I know you've been sharing on social media. Uh, well, first, before we get into the restrictions and what it's going to look like, how are the numbers there? The numbers are pretty brutal for Denmark. We have seen, uh, including today, we had the highest daily number of new infections, about 3,600 and change today, the most ever. Uh, we have gone up over the last three weeks pretty steadily. I mean, a month, month and a half, two months ago, uh, it would have been rare to see a day of three or four or five hundred, and now we have escalated very quickly past a thousand, past two thousand, and now uh, we're kind of towing just under four thousand. So the situation here is not good. Uh, the health minister, the prime minister, others in press conferences over the last few weeks have constantly used languages like it's very serious, it's very concerning. They keep talking about exponential growth, and Allah, today we begin another, a second national lockdown here in Denmark. And what does that mean then as far as when are things going to start closing down and what is closing down? Yeah, pretty much everything outside of non-essential businesses is going to close down. It's going to sort of move in very quick phases. So uh, first thing tomorrow morning, uh, all big department stores, all big box stores have to close. Uh, As of Christmas Day, virtually everything else will be closed. Uh, Physiotherapists, hairdressers, movie theaters. Uh, swimming pools are already closed. Um, it's going to be everything shut down until at least the first week of January. And then we'll have to see what the situation is. So basically, it's going to be uh, pharmacies and grocery stores and not much else open after that. Hmm. And so and what I'm gathering to, and as you just mentioned, so essential retail stores are closing from December 25th on. So they'll still be there's still a bit of time. Where are we at right now? The 16th uh, until those closures yeah. come into place? Yeah, so we're going to have big box stores. All the really big stores will close tomorrow. On Monday, we'll see another wave of closures. And then by Christmas Day, everything will be closed outside of, uh, of, uh, of the essential stuff. So, you know, your, pharmac- your pharmacies, your grocery stores, that kind of thing, which won't hurt too much at first because Denmark generally sort of shuts down for a week over Christmas to New Year's anyway. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens first thing in the New Year. And a lot of it, too, is just the psychological aspect of here in Denmark, Christmas, the Christmas season starting December 1st is a really magical time. The whole country just goes like all in on Christmas. It is, I mean, it's just really, really awesome month to be in Denmark and everything has been canceled. And so from a sort of a cultural and a psychological perspective, over and above the usual sort of invisible threat of Corona that's hanging over us all, Danes are really taking the, the sort of, you know, the stealing of Christmas away from them really, really hard. And it's a pale shadow of what we normally experience here in Denmark. In BC yesterday, the premier here reiterated that there are consequences for people who don't adhere to the rules and that there will be collections going after people who are fined, who don't pay the fines. So what is compliance like in Denmark? Yeah, it's pretty much the same. Uh, they, they create a bunch of rules and uh, they have you know heavy fines to back them up. Uh, Here in Denmark, the situation is a little bit different in the fact that uh, we have a public that has a very high level of social trust. And so you don't see a lot of the pushback that I see happening in Canada and in the United States. 
you know, when we instituted a mask mandate back in September here, Jill, it was, you know, 99.9% of the public just went, okay, I'm going to wear a mask. And there was a couple, like I'm talking a handful of people who decided not to wear a mask on a bus or on a train. And they got handed some really, really hefty fines. It would have been in the hundreds of dollars of uh, Canadian terms. Uh, but by and large, these are a very, very tiny percentage of the people. And it's and most dames uh, have a pretty good head on their shoulders. Uh, they trust that the government is working in their best interest. And when they say, okay, we need you to do this, by and large, most of the country goes, okay, that makes sense. It makes everybody safer. It makes me safer. I'm going to do that. Uh, what about concerns about the economic impact? Yeah, well, huge. Um, the part of the of the press conference today from the prime minister uh, said that, yeah, this is going to cause a pretty major economic um, upheaval in the country. I mean, on top of all the other ones that I know you guys have suffered in Canada and all over the world as Corona upends everything. So um, there's going to be an economic uh, cost to all this. Uh, so the parties will begin negotiations in the Danish parliament tonight, and they will work out um, a series of aid packages that will likely be announced in the next week or two. And uh, we'll see what they do to kind of bail people out. But in the past, I mean, they've already instituted um, covering off, you know, the lion's share of, of wages and salaries for laid off workers, all that kind of stuff that they, you know, they instituted in the spring. And now they've reinstituted here already as the second lockdown comes in. Uh, and do you get any sense from people, uh, even anecdotally, a lot of people I think now are comparing this type of approach where countries are going into second lockdowns or we're seeing these new restrictions and and going back and forth, comparing it to something like what was done in Australia, that really hard, uh, what was it, 120 days uh, lockdown and now yeah. kind of that celebratory tone of getting rid of the virus. Do, do you, are you Are you getting any feeling that people would have preferred that or are wondering if this was the best way of doing it yeah you know that has been the really interesting part here in denmark if you remember back in the spring when when covid first you know came came rolling down on us i mean denmark made national headlines for how fast they locked down i mean they closed their borders they closed everything in the space of 48 hours we had one of the strictest and fastest lockdowns out of any country in the world and it's really interesting to see sort of the paradox here in this in the fall where the government really has struck a tone of we want to do everything we can to try and avoid a lockdown. And they've, you know, they've twice now tried to do targeted local restrictions. OK, we got an outbreak in Copenhagen, so we're going to do some really very Copenhagen things to try and control it. Oh, no, it's out of Copenhagen. So we're going to expand those to the other cities and try and hammer it down that way. And then last week they folded their hand and said, OK, we've got to really, you know, start to broaden this. And then through the space of a week, it went from large part of Denmark to national. So. It's been really interesting to see how, A, fast they came down and brought the hammer down in the spring and how really, really reticent they were to bring down the hammer in the fall. And perhaps they should have if they would have acted, you know, sooner, two or three weeks ago. Um, maybe we wouldn't be in the situation we're in. And I think the most concerning, Jill, is the amount of hospital admissions we've seen here. I, I was looking at, at the numbers of that. Was it a, a 70% increase? That's Oh, sorry, that's healthcare workers who have tested pos- yeah. uh, positive and, and the fact that it is spreading in hospital. Yeah, so there's two things there. Uh, a really sort of uh, jaw-dropping number from uh, Denmark's health minister in a press conference today Mountain Heineke saying that last week, 1,808 healthcare workers tested positive. It's a 70% increase week over week from any number they've seen before. And on top of that, we are now literally within a, you know, a couple of figures 
away from, you know, exceeding peak hospital admissions that we saw in the spring, which is concerning. And uh, we're going to pass for sure. We're going to pass the first wave peak hospital admissions. You know, if we haven't already, we just haven't seen the number yet. We will within the next 48 hours is my guess. And then, you know, that's the concern. If you remember back to, you know, what we saw in Italy in the spring, uh, what happens when a hospital system becomes overwhelmed and people get tired and they're sick, they're quarantined, they're dying, uh, there's not enough beds. That's when things can get really, really, really nasty. Well, Shane, uh, stay safe and uh, we'll talk to you again about this uh, soon, I'm sure. But thanks so much for your time today and for coming back on the show. Always a pleasure to chat. You guys stay safe too. All right. Uh, Thanks so much. That is Shane Woodford, freelance journalist now based in Denmark.